We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Hey everyone, welcome to Let's Get Civical. This is the podcast that breaks down politics, government structure, and dives into the context of current events, but in a super fun way. I'm Lizzie Stewart, comedian, feminist, and political junkie. And I'm Arden Walentowski, former Senate intern, campaign staffer, and political strategist. In this episode, we're talking about congressional repercussions for misconduct. So grab your cane. And let's get civical. Hello, everybody. Hello. Welcome back to Let's Get Civical. I'm Lizzie Stewart. And I'm Arden Walentowski. And a blizzard is a coming to where we are. I hope everybody else is warm because I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) I know that it said 18 inches of snow that we're supposed to get between today and tomorrow. And I was like, I... I mean, it's already been like Arctic here in New York City for the past week. And so at this point, I'm just like... All right, bring it on, Mother Nature. What bring else it you on. got? You got a hurricane? Bring it Hit on. me. Like, I am so... <laughs> I'm so ready. I'm, I'm so, so ready. ready to be hit by a storm. Yep. I also think it's weird that they describe, like, the amount of snow, like, always in inches. Uh-huh. You know, like, 40 inches of snow. It's like, isn't that, like, several feet? Yes. You know, like, <laughs> just start, like, at some point you have... It's it's like, it's like how you can... How you call children's ages or, like, toddler's ages. Like, oh, they're... They're 18 months, yes. you know, 24 months, which is two, two years, years, you know, yes. like, like me, we need to make the yes. switch at some point. Yes. Instead of doing months, we do years. Instead yes. of doing inches, it's feet. I just think that's funny. Because, like, some people do feet, but a lot of people do inches. Like, naturally, yeah. it's like they just say the amount of inches and we don't do the feet conversion. Yes. Maybe because it sounds more dramatic to be like, we had 30 inches of snow. You know, which is like what, like two and a half feet? Yep. You know, like it's a smaller amount of feet, which is still a lot, but it doesn't sound as jazzy. It doesn't sound as jazzy. The headline that I read that said 18 inches, I feel like is infinitely more dramatic than reading a foot and a half. A foot and a half, yes. It doesn't it doesn't have the same ring a ding no. to it. No, no. Just something no. I'm noticing. Just something yes. I'm noticing. I'm not yes. a meteorologist, despite yes. how I sound, but I just think <laughs> I think it's a little odd. I think it's a little odd. Yep. Just pointing it out. But anywho, so we thought this week, we had talked about, I think two weeks ago, when the Capitol riots um, happened, how we would sort of continue to address educationally elements of that fallout, et cetera, et cetera, which has led us to this 
episode topic because it has been tossed around a lot recently. Yeah. Which is this idea of like, you know, punishments for congressional members, which yeah. can be expulsion. It can be censure. A, cen- yeah. a lot of censures happening censures right now. Censures happening. Reprimands. All sorts of reprimands. Jeez Louis, a good old spanking. Like all yes. sorts of weird things that can happen to members of Congress. And, you know, we had talked about, obviously, impeachment a lot, you know, um, but we hadn't talked about how to, you know, how do you get rid of a Congress. member of Congress? Yeah. Yeah. It's how not, do you get it's... rid of a member of Congress other than like them resigning? It's, you know, it's so, tricky. It's tricky that. It's a tricky, it's a tricky treat. It's a it's trick a or treat. treat. It really Happy is. Halloween. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween in February. Yep. So, yeah, we're going to take a deep dive into sort of the different types of ways you can, not you, the capital Y-O-U, but like how a member of Congress can be removed from office. Yes. And I'm excited because truly, I have had no idea that this was a thing. <laughs> but yeah. when I thought about it, I was like, oh, yeah, there has to be a way. Yes. You know, there ha- yeah. like <laughs> like anything, there has to be a way, but we don't really talk about it because I just don't think it's as jazzy as impeachment, you know, like. No, and it's also generally like, it, it doesn't really happen that often. I mean, neither does right. impeachment, but like, you know, if the, if the m- members of, you know, if the House and Senate have to vote to impeach and then remove a president from office, it's just, there's a lot of structure around it. It's very yeah. ceremonial, ceremonial in a way. Mm-hmm. It's very official and formal. And not mm-hmm. that the House and Senate rules for reprimanding their own members aren't as formal, but they're different in each legislative body and they just happen so infrequently and haven't happened for a while. And most of them yeah. happened around as a result of the Civil War. Sure. <laughs> Because, because I think when I think of a time when the union, you yep. don't get to be a member. You of don't Congress. get to come back. No, like I don't make the rules. No. If you if you literally secede from the actual country in which you are representing, you can't come back no. and try to represent the country again. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. That is absolutely. But fair. we'll get into that. If you don't want us, later. we don't want you. Thank you. Exactly Goodbye. right. Exactly mm-hmm. right. That's a toxic relationship. Yes, that's a toxic relationship. Yes, yes, yes. We don't believe in toxicity here in the U dot S dot. No. But anywho, before we jump in, do you want to go over today's sources? Yes, today's sources. So we have a lot of this. Most of this is coming from House History Art and Archives, which is mm. a lovely section of the House.gov website where they oh. list all of the historical things that have happened. It's a great source of information. Also, uh, uh, some stuff coming from the Senate. And then an article from How Stuff Works by Patrick J. I'm going to say Keeger. I think it's Keeger. I'm going to say Keeger. K-I-G-E-R. Yeah, cute little article about about censorship and expulsion. Yeah, so let's dive right in. I'm ready. Ready? So, thank God, there are some provisions in the Constitution. I love when they write it down. I love when they write I it down. I love when they, they, they had the foresight to be like, you know what? They looked around and they looked at John, John, John and the goat and they were like, what if one of us is kind of an asshole? Yes. What if one of what us are we gonna do becomes then? a dick and yeah. 
does something. We should have a plan. We should have a plan. Yeah. What's the plan? What's the plan, John? So Article 1, Section 5 of the United States Constitution provides that, quote, each house of Congress may determine the rules of its proceedings, punish its members for disorderly behavior. There it is, the word punish. And with the concurrence of two-thirds, expel a member. So that's coming from the Senate. So, yeah, they... It's in it's in the Constitution that this is something that they can and are allowed to do. Mm-hmm. Unlike an executive order, which was not in the Constitution. Which was, you know, just vaguely, re- not really there, but there, you know. Mm-hmm. Like a wink and a nod there. Yes, it was a yes, wink yes. and a nod. It was a handshake yep. that was there. Yep. This one is, I mean, very much. Also, it's like, I love the, I love that they say punish for disorderly behavior. It's like, what are they, because they're drunk. That's literally drunk. what this, this sentence yes. was about. Expected- it's like if one of you becomes too drunk and is like yes. being an asshole yes. while you're shit-faced, mm-hmm. we're going to punish you for that. Yeah. John. John. Not to name names, John. Yeah. If you but pull a musket on a fellow congressional member, you will be punished. John. Honestly. Yeah. For sure. So the House history goes on to say, as these are internal matters of Congress, neither the House nor the Senate requires the concurrence of the other chamber to expel one of its own members. So That's fair. It's, it's literally fair. like you you discipline you you however you discipline yep. in your own house is your thing. Like yep. I'm not gonna tell another parent how to discipline their kid. You yep. know? No. Like you take care of your shit. It's not you don't need my approval to discipline like live your life. As long as your kid is but not take bothering care of your me. Shit. Yeah. 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 So they each get to censor their own members how they want to. In devising this framework, the Constitutional Convention drew upon British legislative tradition as well as nearly 175 years of precedent in the colonial assemblies in North America. Other than the two-thirds requirement, however, the framers left it up to the House and Senate to determine their own rules and the type of behavior that might warrant expulsion from their respective chambers. Fair. Fair. Again, it's like, take care of your own shit. Yep. Despite this broad grant of authority, the framers set the two-thirds threshold because such an action would necessarily remove someone who had been elected by the popular vote of his or her constituents. So, like... They don't want people just, like, willy-nilly majority vote coming in and, like, taking out a congressional member that had been elected by the people, right? They don't, like, they were very weary of overruling a vote by the people to elect their congresspeople or their, you know, congressional representatives. And so they were like, yes, but let's make it not, let's make it a little hard. Like, we don't want it to be too easy that people are just like, I don't like this I don't like you, John. Like, I think I'm, right. I'm, I'm going to – let's get rid of you. Right. No, it really has – you have to have – I mean, it's like impeachment. Like, there really has to be – it can't be It can't be easy to do, no. you know? No. Then otherwise we'd be moving pe- removing people left and right. Exactly. Exactly. If something happens before a senator is, sw- is sworn in – so there was um, – there was a – at one point they – there's a, a Supreme Court case where the congressional members weren't happy with something that – the senator elect had done before they were sworn in and so after the person was sworn in the senate then tried to uh reprimand them reprimand them and it went to the supreme court and so according to a 1969 US supreme court decision congress can only deny a seat to someone if that person do- if that person doesn't meet the constitutional requirements of being a US citizen doesn't reside in the state he or she has been elected to represent 
And in the case of a U.S. senator, because that was the circumstance in the court case, isn't at least 30 years old. So they were like, you can't, you can't punish him for like poor behavior as a senator if he wasn't a sitting senator. A senator. Yeah. yeah. Like if he was a jerk beforehand. Sorry. You, these sorry. people elected him. Like They yeah. elected him. Yeah. They ele- I don't make the rules. You're yeah. right. I yeah. think that's right. I think yeah. that's right. I don't often agree with SCOTUS, but I think that's right. Yep. Now, if he's a jerk once he's a yes. senator. Kick him out. Bye. 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 Yep. So let's talk about the House specifically. So this is coming from the House History Archives. So the Constitution grants the House broad powers to discipline its members for acts that range from criminal misconduct to violation of internal House rules. Over the decades, several forms of discipline have evolved in the House. The most severe type of punishment by the House is expulsion, which is followed by censure and finally reprimands. Yeah. So obviously of those three, the sternest form of punishment that the House has imposed on its members is expulsion. Yeah. For sure. Though the House has wide discretion to act in such cases, it has demonstrated keen deference to the people's choices of their representatives. One measure of that restraint is that the House has never expelled any member for conduct that took place before his or her House service, nor has the House removed members for action in a prior Congress when the electorate insisted on re-electing them to the House despite a record of improper conduct. Sure. 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 So they're like, yeah. I mean, in some in some ways, I understand this because it's very much like let the people decide. It's every two years, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. But I'm also like, I don't know. I mean, what was it? What was that congressman? Steve King? Oh, yeah. He was a, he was a representative for way too long for for how clearly he was promoting white supremacy, you know? Yes, but then I think the argument is that, like, if the people who are electing him no, are I sympathetic understand. to that view, it's like they have the right to express that as bad. Like, like, where as, do we draw the line in the sand? Yeah. Um, you <clears throat> know, we'll, we'll talk about some of the, like, the, the famous cases and, and, or not, I mean, not famous, but like the most notable instances yeah. when they did, you know, expel somebody or censor them or something. But it's, uh, yeah. I mean, the things that people have been expelled for have been like either they it could be a crime, it could be sure. it's like physical assault. That could do it. Leaving the union because, you know, you wanted to join the Confederacy. It's like, right, you know, it's right. generally that like that kind of stuff as opposed for to sure. like But yeah, no. What they believe in. What they believe in. Yep. Sure. Sure. Continuing on. These are not only penalties which the House may levy on its members. Beginning with the creation of a formal ethics process in the late 1960s, the Committee on Ethics, which for many years was called the Committee on Standards of Official Conduct, Mm -hmm. not a great name. Not a great name. Has had the ability to issue a formal, quote, letter of reproval? Yeah. (laughs) Jesus Christ. We're going to send them a letter. You send them a letter. And they're going to get it. Yes. They're going to understand that they're in some deep S-H-I-T. I love it. Yeah. You think you can steal a seat? You think Mm-mm. you can? Like, 
election fraud is a big one. You think you can do that? We're going to send you a letter. You're going to get a letter. You're going to get a letter. It's in the mail. It's in the mail. Consider it postmarked. The Ethics Committee may also opt to register its disapproval of a particular action using more informal means. Committee rules, as well as the rules of the individual party caucuses, provide other means of discipline. For instance, members may also be fined, stripped of committee leadership positions and seniority, or deprived of other privileges depending on the infractions. Sure. Yeah. Let's just slap them on the wrist. Which we have, which has happened. Like the people yeah. have been, like the stripping of the committee leadership positions is definitely That's something thing. that I feel like is not super common, but is not unheard of. Right, right. Absolutely. Let's talk about expulsion specifically because that's jazzy. Super sexy. Continuing on, this is still all house archive stuff. Expulsion has traditionally been reserved as punishment for only the most reprehensible conduct or crimes, such as treasonous acts against the government. (laughs) Sure. Yeah. Can't think of anything recently. No. Uh, The first three individuals expelled from the house... Missourians John B. Clark and John W. Reese. Sorry, they're both named John. They're both named I John. Think that when is you were saying so John, funny. John, and John earlier, I was like, just you wait. I did not know this was coming because it's always a John. John's yep. can't keep their shit together, man. Come on. No. Okay. So these are the three individ- the first three who were expelled John B. Clark and John W. Reed from Missouri, and then set a Henry C. Burnett of Kentucky. Because they took up arms for the Confederacy during the Civil War. Yes. So goodbye. like not only not only did they like secede and they were like, I'm a representative, we're seceding, goodbye. Yeah. But yeah. then they also fought. Yeah. Like they also were like, I have a gun. Yes. Bang bang. Like bang, I'm bang. killing we Union soldiers. Bing bang bang. Yep. No. Yeah. Sorry, dudes. You don't it's sorry, John, John, and Henry. You don't get to you don't get to be a member anymore. No, no. Goodbye. Goodbye. Hi. You're done. I'm glad they didn't send a letter for this. This would have no, been no, no. this would have been bad. A letter of approval. Can you imagine? Oh, it's just like you know, on on like the guy delivering it rides up on horseback, and it's just like, here's your letter of approval. Don't do it again. Don't take up arms against the United States again. Yeah, absolutely. In the modern era, expulsion has been used on two other occasions, both of which involved egregious violations of criminal law and or flagrant abuses of office. Sure. While expulsion has been used sparingly, it should be noted that some members who faced imminent expulsion from the House have chosen to resign instead. Sure. Nixon. Yeah. You know, I mean, like not Nixon, but like that's what he did to not be impeached. Yeah. You don't want the punishment. You get out of it before you. You just be like, yeah. you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave. Bye. Two members who sold appointments to the U.S. Military Academy shortly after the Civil War, who was South Carolina's Benjamin Whitmore and North Carolina's. <laughs> I I swear to God, John Deweese. John, 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 John. Jesus Christ. Resigned their seats before the House voted to expel them. Determined to register its contempt for their behavior, the House still censured both men even after their resignations. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So another thing that the House can do is censor a member. So while censoring also derives from the same constitutional clause, it is not a term the framers expressly mentioned. So 
They said they could get rid of them, but it, censoring is not in the Constitution. But again, this is where we're getting our right to censor people is from this same clause. Right. Censorship does not remove a member from office. Once the House approves the sanction by majority vote, the censored member must stand in the well of the House. Wait. Also card. Yeah. Like literally? Yeah. Like go receive your punishment. We're um, so dumb. Oh my gosh. I think okay. it's hysterical. It's the, hilarious. Um, also called the bar of the house, which was the 19th century term. So they have to, the member has to go stand in the well of the house while the speaker or presiding officer reads aloud the censor resolution and its preamble as a form of public rebuke. They're literally like, stand there you. while we say, while we say horrible things about you and punish yeah. you. First of all, Take your it. face is ugly. Second <laughs> of all, you incited a riot. Third of all. <laughs> Just oh my there. God. Third of all, your pants Yikes. do not, your belt does not match your shoes. Out you go. Out you go. Yep. That's I love hilarious. this. I love the idea of like, bring them down, bring them down, bring them down. Stand right there. Now you listen. Now hear me. Hear me. <laughs> hear ye, hear ye. Decades before the House expelled, uh, first expelled members, it contemplated censor to register its deep disapproval of a member's behavior. Early in its existence, the House considered but ultimately, ultimately did not use censorship to punish Matthew Lyon of Vermont and Roger Griswold of Connecticut for well-publicized breaches of decorum oh, in boy. early 1798. They were drunk, I guarantee this you. Is, this, is, this is like, I just... Listen to this story and imagine I'm it ready. happening today. So Lyon, Matthew Lyon of Vermont, spat on Roger Griswold of Connecticut during a heated argument. And when the House later declined to expel or censor the Vermonter, Griswold sought to defend his honor by caning him at his desk. Dang. Fair. Yeah, I mean, he spat on him. I'm like, if if somebody spits on me and there's no repercussions, hell yeah, I'm caning. Like, come on. <laughs> like, what else do it? Oh like, my god, I, well, I just love that he was like. Down? I waited for the proper authorities, and if y'all aren't gonna handle this, this motherfucker going down. Absolutely. <laughs> come on, Gained I'm with him. I'm with Griswold. I'm with Griswold. <laughs> Consumed by this quote affray, the House created a committee on privileges to investigate the incident, though it ultimately refused to recommend a punishment after both men promised to, quote, keep the peace. I promise I won't spit on him again. <laughs> I promise. I promise no more caning. I soup I was wrong promise. to react. I shouldn't have reacted. I should have called somebody and told them what was going on. I'm sorry. Me too. All right, boys. Yeah. I don't want to see you in my office again. Yeah. Could you imagine <laughs> two women spitting on each other? Like You've never seen Flavor of Love? No. When Pumpkin famously hawked a giant loogie at New York, and New York freaked out and, like, came out at pumpkin and you saw and like they kept showing the loogie in slow motion hitting new york i mean it was a honker of a loogie it's the spit that will go down in a history oh my god flavor of love look it up flavor of love pumpkin spitting on new york it's a real thing 
It's That's, a real thing. I don't even know what any of those words mean together in a sentence. You never watched from... Flavor of Love on VH1? Where Flavor Flav was looking for love? No. I I bet it, it doesn't hold up. Um, I was more of an MTV girl, and even that sure. is a weak assessment of what sure. I was. Or a strong assessment of what I was. Flavor of Love started like a generation of reality TV where it was, you know, a, a person, a unusual person looking for love. Because after Flavor of Love, we got I Love New York. We got Rock of Love. We got Daisy of Love. Everybody was finding love after after Flavor of Love. It's crazy. <laughs> I, this is hysterical. I have no idea what any of that is. Well, if you, you talk to me about like, news, if you know what I'm talking about, give me a shout. Shout out at Lizzie, hit her up. She'll like hit you with some memories. If you were talking to me about real world road rules, the sure. real world road rules challenge, the gauntlets, yeah. I can go there with oh, you. Oh, I remember the gauntlet. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can go there with you. Look, it was the, it was literally the same time, but one was on VH1 and one was on MTV. You know, I spent a little more time on VH1 because yeah. I wanted to see people find love. You know, especially I wanted Flavor to see Flav. people apparently fight and like have affairs. Apparently, sure. is what I wanted to do. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, so that was the whole you know the spitting and the caning that happened way back then. Sure. Then in 1856, in the wake of perhaps the most well-known episode of congressional violence, the House censured Lawrence Keat. Kit. Keat. Keat. Keat or Kit. K e i t t. I think it's Keat. Keat? 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 Now he's German. I don't know. For assisting fellow South Carolinian Preston Brooks as he brutally assaulted Senator Charles Sumner of Massachusetts with a cane on the Senate oh floor. Oh my God. We had learned nothing. Stop had... bringing canes. Why are you, are you all infirm? Never mind Why the do you guns. All have Ban canes? the canes, for God's sakes. Jeez Louise. I just. These men and their canes. The canes. I often wonder if they, like, were they even, like, functional canes? Were these people just really old? Or, like, were this this for show? Yeah, I think it was a time when, like, gentlemen's, air quote, mm. walked with canes. Yeah. You know? It was I like mean, a you walk with thing. it and you beat people with it. It's a status symbol. Yeah. Yeah. But, again, the House failed to muster the two-thirds vote majority necessary to expel Brooks, Believing that putting the question to their constituents would vindicate them, both Keat and Brooks resigned their seats and subsequently won the special elections to fill their own vacancies. So the people Dang. that elected them were like, nah, we like the people who beat, beat people up. Beat them up. up. Mm-hmm. Beat them up, beat them up. We like the people with the canes. It's the original sure. Chris Christie supporter. Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. That man for sure would have beat somebody with a cane if given for the opportunity. Sure. For sure. We're going to take a quick break. For a little word from our sponsors. As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch, and organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system. So wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. 
With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm. You can shop from anywhere doing pretty much anything. You might shop while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast. And however you shop, we all know and love the thrill of the hunt. But do you also know how to get the thrill of the best deals? Because Rakuten shoppers do. With Rakuten, they get the deals they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Sephora, Nike, and even Expedia if you're looking to get some travel in. And getting cash back doesn't mean you have to miss out on sales because those can just be stacked right on top. It's easy to use and based on a simple idea. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back through PayPal or check. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. All right, so that was censuring. Let's talk about reprimand because these are all different things that the house can do. They can expel, which is like goodbye. They can censure, which is like hush, hush. And then they can reprimand. So reprimand, like censure, the word reprimand does not appear in the Constitution. (laughs) Perfect. And its meaning has changed over time. Absolutely. For much of the house's history, in fact, well into the 20th century, the word reprimand was used interchangeably with censure. For instance, the censure resolution passed against Thomas L. Blanton in 1921 directed him to the bar of the house to receive his, quote, reprimand and censure. So they were like, this is the same thing. Same thing. The modern use of the term reprimand evolved relatively recently following the creation of a formal ethics process in the late 1960s. Thank God. A reprimand registers the house's disapproval for conduct that warrants a less severe rebuke than censure. Typically, in modern practice, the ethics committee recommends a reprimand 
as it does in the case of a censure, by submitting a resolution accompanied with the report to the full House. Yeah. Reprimand requires a simple majority vote on the resolution brought before the House, and in some instances may be implemented simply by the adoption of the committee report. A reprimanded member is not required to stand in the well of the House to accept a verbal admonishment. Admonishment? Admonishment. Wow, what a word. Yep. Since the first case of the House taking such action in 1976, a total of 11 individuals have been reprimanded by the House. Yeah. Which is not a lot, considering we have 400 plus members Yes, and that they're all elected every two years. There's ample opportunity for reprimands. I love that the only difference is like, okay, but you don't have to stand there. You don't have to stand at the well. You don't have to stand (laughs) at the well. Like, you don't have to go in the well. And we're going to say bad things about you. Yeah. But we're not going to say them to your face. We're going to say them behind your back. We're going to say that. We're going to put it in a letter. Mm -hmm. We're going to put, we're going to write it down. And and you know what? That's that. That's that. That's it. I mean, That's I get it. it. There's like, I, I understand that there's degrees of severity of punishment. Yes. That makes sense because there are different, differing degrees of bad behavior. Yes. I still don't feel like we're using these as often as we probably could. But that's just me. It's, yeah. I feel like there probably are some things that we should be punishing people for. Just a rubber man. Just a reprimand. Just a reprimand. Mm-hmm. And it, like, you, at the very minimum, mm-hmm. a reprimand. Yes. So those are the things in the House. And like we mentioned at the beginning, the House and Senate have, of course, of course, they have different rules. So the Senate rules are a little bit different. They're not like, it doesn't happen as often. So since 17, this is all coming from the Senate, How fitting. So since 1789, the Senate has expelled only 15 members. Of that, 14 were expelled during the Civil War for supporting the Confederacy. We love to see it. Sure. In several other cases, the Senate considered expulsion, but either dropped those proceedings or failed to act before the member left office. Okay. Do we have nothing to do? In those cases, corruption was the primary cause of the complaint. Yeah, that'll do it. So this is a quote from the Keeger article from How Stuff Works, and it's a quote from David F. Fort, who is a professor at Cleveland Marshall College of Law and an author of an essay on the expulsion clause and the Heritage Guide to the Constitution. He says, quote, Today, a senator's potential downfall probably would start with an ethics complaint to the committee, which would investigate and make a recommendation about whether the full chamber should vote on expulsion. So similar to the House in that there's a ethics committee and there will be yeah. a report after an investigation no oh, yeah there'll be a report <laughs> god we there better be a report he continues to say that that could lead to an expulsion resolution that would be put up for a vote by the full chamber the accused most likely would testify in the proceedings but again like we that's we have rarely done this and the four, 14 out of the 15 times that we did do this it was during the Civil War. So yeah. the Senate rules are not as robust as the House rules. Yeah. I mean, there's also less members. There, yeah, over there's time. also fewer members. Yeah. So I can also see, I mean, I think perhaps I, I do I do think that the varying degrees of severity that the House has is a I think a better situation than the Senate, who kind of it seems like mostly has expulsion and not yeah. much else, yeah. you know? 
Yep. I mean, maybe we can take you off a committee, but like as far as a formal, like this is going on your permanent record type yes. of thing, it seems like we only have expulsion at our hands, which, yeah. you know, could use a level two. Yeah. Or a level one type yeah. of punishment, I, I, I think. Mm-hmm. Be a little more organized, but you yeah. know, nobody asks me. <laughs> yes. There there does seem to be some area between you get to stay in the Senate having done some horrible thing without any kind of rebuke or punishment and, okay, you must leave now. Like, there seems okay, to be some area to yeah. work with in yeah. there. Just, so it's, a, it's a high threshold. Yes. You know? Yeah. The Kiger article goes on, goes on to say that a senator could take the fifth if they thought that his testimony might be used against him in a court of law. Outside of that, if the senator refused to testify, he might be held in contempt as well. But even if the senator wasn't punished, remaining silent might well backfire. It probably would just increase his chances of losing. So there does seem to be sure. some like listen, do I even show up to the hearing? What's the benefit if I'm going to be expelled? Does it even Is what I'm going to say here going to be used against me in an actual criminal court case? Because again, like these hearings like impeachment are not, like you don't get a criminal punishment. No. You know, you don't get prison time. Yep. If you're found guilty, you get like, there's there's other things that can happen, but like. Shame, humiliation. You would then have to be tried for realsies. Yeah. To get, like, proper criminal charges. Yeah. But, like, you know, who's to say that yeah. your testimony with the Senate couldn't be used against you in a court of law? Yes. And it probably would be because what would Absolutely. be... Absolutely. Like, what would be more Abs- official than your testimony before the right. Senate? Right. Well, you're going like, to say you lied in the, to the Senate? To the Come Senate? On. That feels That's like... That's no good because that is a crime. That, yeah. That's the whole... You can't, you can't lie to the Senate. No. Otherwise, we would all do it. You know? We can't... <laughs> I would lie to the Senate every day. I li- I would lie to the Senate every work. day of my life. Doing great work, Senate. You're doing amazing. Why? Wow. So efficient. You know, like all these things they'd be dropping every day. Yep. Dropping every day. Yep. Okay, so let's talk about senators who have been who have had who've been reprimanded. So this is we talked a little bit about this one before, but this really gives you the full it's not the first incident, this is the second one. But this one they give you a little bit more detail about the <laughs> about the assault. I love it. So going back to the assault, and this is coming from the House History uh, Archives. On this date, Representative Preston Brooks of South Carolina, accompanied by Representative Lawrence Keith of South Carolina, severely beat Senator Charles Sumner of Massachusetts with a cane in the Senate chamber. Dang. Brooks's violent act was a response to a speech in which Sumner attacked the institution of slavery and pro-slavery senators such as Andrew Butler of South Carolina, who was Brooks's relative. So poor Senator Charles is literally like, first of all, slavery is an abomination. And secondly, Andrew Butler is a piece of shit for supporting slavery. Yes. And I'm pretty sure that's an exact quote. End quote. And then... Preston, which of course his name is Preston, Preston, is like, I'm sorry, Andrew is my relative. You're not going to talk about my family like that. And you're not going to talk about my beloved institution of slavery like that because I'm a racist and a horrible person. So I'm going to 
beat you with the cane, end quote. Yeah, exactly. On the floor of the Senate. On the floor of the Senate. Sumner's injuries were so serious that he had to take a leave of his Senate duties for three years in order to recuperate. Oh, my God. That's that's half your term, Bo. That's literally, that's so many years. It's so many years. Oh, my God. I bet he had to, like, relearn how to walk. He probably had to relearn how to walk. I'm sure his, like, I mean, I'm sure he had, like, brain damage. Three years? That's not a broken arm. That's, like, some serious shit. That's serious shit. In the aftermath of the violent confrontation, Brooks was fined for the assault by a Baltimore district court. Moreover, senators called for an investigation of the incident and angry House members demanded the expulsion of Brooks and Keat. So Sumner's a member of the Senate, Brooks and Keat, who beat him nearly to death or in members of the House. Yep. But the House failed to garner the necessary two-thirds votes to expel Brooks but it successfully censured Keat. Why just Keat? I don't know. I mean, like, that's oh my so... god, they're yes. so ridiculous. I also love, like Brooks was the was the instigator, and this Lawrence Keat guy was like, not that he was like along for the ride. Clearly, he was like involved with a capital yeah. I. But like, yeah. how do you not censor the both of them? Because I bet Brooks just had more friends. True. I bet he was, uh, you know, if I had to guess, and again, I wasn't there because if I was, none of this would have happened. But I bet Brooks was probably a more senior member Mm -hmm. and had more established relationships and therefore not enough people could vote to expel him. But they were like, you know what? We need to do something. So Keith can, we can censure Keith and then it's fine. I also bet that because he had, he was like defending the honor of his relative his relative that maybe they gave him because they're all dudes obviously so like maybe they gave him a pass of like okay you've got cause you said shitty things about your relative yes and he said shitty things about slavery like you have to assume that the majority of them are also like if they're not pro-slavery they are like you know we get why you like slavery i mean it's not for my constituents but like i'm not gonna hold it against you you know i get it yeah so to us, it's like, okay, here's a pro-slavery asswipe. And probably to the members of the House, they were like, yeah, that's, that's, that's Preston. That's Preston. That's Preston. He's kind that's of a Preston. dick. You said like, he talked shit about Andrew, he talked shit about slavery. Like, yeah. you know, Charles shouldn't have said that. You know, he kind yeah. of, he asked for it a little bit. So, yeah. like, should Preston have beat him within an inch of his life? No. No. But, like, you know, talk shit. Touch it. I mean, they're also from the South. Sumner yeah. is from Massachusetts, so he. But like, there is that Southern thing that I'm assuming existed then because it exists now. Of like, defend your honor, defend your sure. pride. So I'm sure there's sure. also a level of that. But I love they're like, but Keith, you didn't need to be in part of it. You didn't. Yeah, that was your own. Keith, this you was between no... them and the, yes. it was between Preston and Charles, and you yep. got in there, and that was not your business. So you're censored, my dude. Yep. Go exactly. stand in the well. Yep. Go stand in the well. We're going to yell gonna at you. read some stuff at you. Yep. <laughs> Could you imagine doing that? Like, what a horrible... If you think about, like, That'd a parent... That would be so awkward. If you think about, like, a parent doing that to their child, like, just calling them into the living room and being like, here is the list of things that I think is Parchment wrong about your behavior. <laughs> <laughs> it would, oh it would be silly. This... I mean, that... So, a lot of this is silly, right? Because 
you know, I think other than expulsion, most of these reprimand censorships etc etc they're 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 a slap on the wrist they're they're a punishment without teeth yeah. right like there's no real they're not punishment. gonna feel them yeah you know the only thing that they're gonna feel is if they're out of a job yes and it doesn't seem like we expel that unless much. they then run for their their own seats in their the special own, yes, election exactly and get right. reelected, and then they feel vindicated well and then then you know they can't get expelled again because it's not in this session you know, it was in the last session, which last we session. can't expel somebody on. Yep. But yeah, it's, you know, it's an interesting time to be talking about this because as we continue to explore, like, the question of, are there any repercussions for the Capitol riots? And if there are, to what extent and for whom? Yeah. You know, that's why that's why we're doing this episode. I don't know the answer to that. I think that there should be because I do think that there are parties that certainly um i feel like at the very least deserve to stand at the well (laughs) you know what i mean yep deserve to stand at the well maybe time will tell with the ethics committee if there is an investigation sure sure yeah Yeah. just like at the very least you can't support the people who stormed the capitol go stand in the well Go stand in the well. That's the title of this episode is Go Stand, stand in the Well. in the Well. There you go. <laughs> That's it. Do you want to look at some of the, the tables that are there? Oh, yeah. So we're looking at a list of people who have been expelled or close to being expelled. And in the Senate, I think in the Senate, sorry, in the Senate. And I think the ones that are super interesting are obviously the more recent ones, because yeah. I mean, you know. <laughs> There's a full, there's the list of the 14 who were expelled for support of, for the Confederate rebellion. And it's like, yes, of course. Of course, of course. The one that caught my eye is is the Mormon. Mormonism. Mormonism. Yes. Somebody yes. was fully not expelled, but I guess was considered to be expelled. Reed Smoot Reed from Smoot. Utah in 1907 was almost expelled for Mormonism. So the footnote from the table says, quote, after an investigation spanning two years, the Committee on Privileges and Elections reported that Smoot was not entitled to his seat because he was a leader in a religion that advocated polygamy and a union of state and church, contrary to the U.S. Constitution. By a vote of 27 to 43, however, the Senate failed to expel him, finding that he satisfied the constitutional requirements for serving as a senator. So, like... The committee investigated and they were like, no, he shouldn't be here. It's like he's yeah. not really like an anti-religious argument. And the the senators actually did the right thing. And they were like, that report is bullshit. Like, yeah. he meets the requirements. He gets to stay. We don't yeah. get to have an opinion on how many wives we think people are allowed to have. I mean, like, it's really kind of a funny situation. That was the first one that I saw. Yeah. I think the one under that, Robert M. La Follette, who was not expelled but was considered to be expelled, and it just says for disloyalty. (laughs) And the footnote for that one is, the Committee on Privileges and Elections recommended that the Senate take no action since the speech in question, which was a 1917 speech opposing the U.S. entry into World War I, did not warrant it. The Senate agreed, 
50 to 21. So this guy was like, y'all, I don't think we should be entering World War One. And somebody was like, I don't know. That sounds like disloyalty. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That sounds like some bullshit. And the committee was like, what? No. no. It's not disloyalty. Stop. 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 That's stop, hilarious stop, to stop, me. Stop, stop, stop. The most recent one is Robert Packwood, who was a Republican from Oregon. And yes, I said Oregon. I said it right. You said it so right. You said it so I correctly. It so I'm so proud. Right. This is, Shocking. I've been going strong. I've, it's You've been, been very like good recently. 30, yes. 40, uh, maybe that's a stretch because it hasn't been a Not full Not 30, year. 40 episodes. You're out of your mind. We definitely had a meltdown probably <laughs> like in November about yes, Oregon. Yes, so But I've been going strong. I've, Oregon, Oregon, Oregon. I'm working on it. So Robert Packwood of Oregon was, uh, he resigned his post before he was expelled the thing that they were looking at him for, according to the chart, was sexual misconduct and abuse of power. And I just hmm. want to see. I want to see. So it says, quote, the Committee on Ethics recommended that Packwood be expelled for abuse of his power as a senator by repeatedly committing social misconduct and by engaging in a deliberate plan to enhance his personal financial position by seeking favors from persons who had a particular interest in legislation of issues. That he could influence. This is a horrible sentence. Jesus As Christ. well, it's literally five sentences. It's five lines long. As well as for seeking to obstruct and impede the committee's inquiries by withholding, alerting, and destroying relevant evidence. So the committee was like, we're watching you. And he was like, pay no attention to the papers in the fire. He's throwing stuff in the fireplace. Pay no just like, no, it's not me. I don't know where it went. I didn't do it. On September 7th, 1995, the day after the committee issued its recommendation, Packwood announced his resignation without specifying an effective date. On September 8th, he indicated that he would resign effective October 1st, 1995. He was like, I need a month. I got to wrap some shit up. I need to like, I need to, I need to tie up some loose ends. I have a few more corrupt things to do. Yes. And then I'll be done. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah, you resign. Like, I think my hope would be that the Senate would have expelled him. Yes. Or would have, you know, issued something. It sounds like, it sounds like they had the evidence. So I feel like. Yeah. If, if they didn't have the evidence, he wouldn't have resigned. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I love, love it. the drama. Yeah. I love the drama. Do you want to look at a house one? Yeah. Oh, my former congressman is on the list of those who have been, who have been censored by the House of Representatives. Charlie Rangel for misuse of congressional letterhead for fundraising impermissible use of rent-controlled facility for campaign headquarters, inaccurate financial reports, and federal tax returns. Yeah. In 2010, too. Yeah. yeah. That's nice. It's nice yeah. to see. I mean, the House has been a little more active in their, yes. <laughs> in their reprimand censures, et cetera, et cetera. Yep. Oh, my God. There was one in 2020. So um, this was a reprimand. I believe, Yeah, a reprimand. So David Sc- Oh, gosh. Schweikert, David Schweikert, or Schweikert, Schweikert. was reprimanded on July 31st of 2020 for campaign finance violations and reporting errors by authorized campaign committees, misuse of members' representational allowance for unofficial purposes, and pressuring official staff to perform campaign work. So it just sounds like a dude who's like, you're using the money for the wrong stuff. You're being a jerk to your staff and trying to get them to campaign for you. You're all over the boy. Yeah. You're all over the board. It's like, stop. Yep. And he was reprimanded by voice vote, which we love to see. Where it was like, yay, no, yes, yay, nay, abstain. 
So in 19, on December 18th, 1987 in the house, Austin Murphy was, uh, the house voted to, uh, reprimand him for ghost voting in which, (laughs) (laughs) in which Murphy had another person vote on his behalf. Oh man, you can't let that happen. I know. They reprimanded him for improper use of official resources. I just, he was like, eh. I, you know, yeah. some, I can't, I got a tee off. So can somebody else just, you know, yay for me? Yeah. 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 And then let's end with the most recent house member to be expelled. Yes. Fully goodbye and good day. This was in 2002. So, you know, not terribly long ago and like considering yeah. when the last Senate person was like potentially expelled. So this was James A. Trafficant. Yep. And he was convicted of conspiracy to commit bribery, defraud the U.S., receipt of illegal gratuities, obstruction of justice, filing false tax returns, and racketeering. Was James in the mob? Like, what's the deal with James? Look at his picture. If you click on his name, it shows you his picture. And he oh, looks God. like a mob boss a little bit. Oh, Sorry. my God. Sorry, Sorry, James. You're fully. But he was in Congress for <gasps> Oh, my God. He's from Ohio. Ohio. He was born in Youngstown. What's going on with your Ohio people? They're just all over the place. They're all over the He was in Congress for, like, decades before he was expelled and he was expelled with a vote of 420 to one wow so like as unanimous as it could possibly get yes i want to know who the one person was i don't know probably like his friend like another ohioan like i don't know it's gotta be somebody who's like next door being like "Eh, yeah it's fine he plays his music a little yeah yeah, that's 2002. That's some mob stuff, man. Yeah. I'm surprised it doesn't say, like, you know, filing false tax returns, hiding a body in the foundation of a house, <laughs> racketeer. Like, it's literally full mob stuff. Oh, Sorry, stuff. I watched Goodfellas literally last night, so I'm, like, fully there right now. Oh, wow, yeah. I'm in that, I'm in that mind space, but yeah. dang, James. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. Dang. That was some shit. At least he got caught. But yeah. this also, I'm just like, there's so much stuff that I'm sure that goes unnoticed or like unreported or right stuff that you don't have evidence for that you're just like, I'm sh- like, I'm sure there's some shit going on. Yeah, for sure. For sure. But yeah, that's our episode on what happens when you do something dirty in Congress. Yeah. And what the, what the re- congressional repercussions that's maybe yes maybe is the title we'll see yeah but um but yeah so we will see what happens because i mean there's a lot of talk about all sorts of things that have to do with this will any of it come to pass probably not but you know at least we all now know what the options are yes we have we have a handle on our menu our poo poo platter of things that we could Mm-hmm. do with the, the do. Mm-hmm. sitting members who took part in supported or slash supported the riot at the exactly Capitol. Right. Exactly right. Only time will tell. But in the meantime, as always, we love you so, so much. And if you like what you heard, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Let's Get Civical. You can rate us, you can review us, you can subscribe to us. 
We love you so, so much, and we will see you next Wednesday. Goodbye. Talmor is my home. My family have worked the land for generations. My gran says the island does not belong to us, but we belong to the island. And we must be ready, for a great evil is coming. And death follows with it. Listen and subscribe to the latest season of Undertow, The Harrowing, a Storyglass production presented by Realm, available wherever you get your podcasts.